PopoMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey everybody, welcome in. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by... Fly Racing and Race Tech. Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side by sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three day shipping over $75. It's so easy to see why Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com is the trusted source for all of us out there that like to shop. For all of our goodies, go to Rocky Mountain, purchase something. There is no discount code, but in the notes, just mention Kiefer Tested Podcast, and that seems to do the trick for me um, as far as getting things back to me, knowing that you guys are purchasing the stuff. So thank you very much for doing that. Fly Racing, flyracing.com, what we are riding today. All of us were wearing Fly Racing. And you know who was wearing light hydrogen? This guy sitting next to me today in the studio. We rode trails today, which we will get to in a minute. But as he was getting undressed, he was like, man, this stuff's really good. And it wasn't scripted. So that says something. Go to Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Pick out your favorite set of gear, whether it be light hydrogen, kinetic mesh. Or a e- vest. Vest. Evo. Boa reel is very, very cool. You can customize your waist. If you're a little fat one day, if you're a little skinny, Boa reel helps you. So go check them out, flyracing.com. And of course, Racetech, racetech.com. I'm excited because I'm doing some Honda projects right now, and I'm getting my set of suspension back today. So very excited to see what the Racetech boys did internally to my Honda Sierra 450. So why don't you guys go check them out over at racetech.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you. Or better yet, email me, chris at kieferinktesting.com. If you guys want to get your stuff serviced, revalved, resprung, your engine serviced, whatever you guys you want to do with Racetech, because they do it all, hit me up and I will give you a contact and hopefully get you guys a better deal. All right? So those are the advertisers. They help out a lot. Please support them. I thank you guys for doing that. I know most of you guys do. But uh, it's very, very difficult to keep this thing up and running smoothly, and it wouldn't go that smoothly without the advertiser. So, and of course, we have a new advertiser. You guys always talk to me about new dirt bikes. I want to purchase a new dirt bike, and I tell you what you guys should have, right? Well, now there's a dealership, Power Motorsports in Oregon. They're a Yamaha, Kawasaki, KTM dealer. You guys are looking for the best prices. You guys want to buy a bike? Very, very, when I looked at these prices, I thought this guy was smoking crack, honestly. And it wasn't. It's out the door price. Um, this WR450 that we're going to talk about, if you guys are looking to get one, go hit up Power Motorsports. Tell them Kiefer sent you. They're 8999 $8, bucks out the door. That's cheap. Till April 30th. So Power Motorsports, go check them out, powermotorsports.com. And don't think you have to be local. People travel to go buy bikes all the time. Yeah. Uh, one of our buddies did. He went to Idaho. Yep. So there you go. All right. So we're here. We're going to talk about the 2019 Yamaha WR450F. You guys are up my ass about off-road stuff. Well, here we are with my off-road tester, Michael Allen. He bugs me about off-road riding. I went with him today. He asked how excited I was. On a level from 1 to 10, 10 being the most excited that I've ever been to ride a dirt bike, it's, it's like 6. 6 was good, but you in the middle of the, the trail ride, you go, man, this trail's good. Yeah, it's fun. Well, it's wet, kind of, yeah, right? Yeah, it's wet. So we have good weather out here in Southern California. It's moisture, and trail riding's fun. I like it. It's just I don't do it all the time. You do it more than I do. Yeah, I enjoy it. Okay. A so, lot. Yeah. yeah. 
So Yamaha boys came up to the high desk today. We went out to our local mountainous area. Trails, hills, rocks. Yeah. Elevation between 3,000 to 5,000 feet. Yeah. Um, single track, tight areas, washes, canyons, hill climbs. A lot of hill climbs. And we wanted to put this through the ringer just to give you guys a first impression of the 2019 WR450F. Lots of changes to the 2019, guys. So for, for those of you that have a WR in 2018 and you guys hit me up and say, hey, how different is the 19? Well, very yeah. different. So Mike's going to rip off what the changes are from 2018 to 2019, which is most of the bike, we'll start with, most of the bike is basically a 2019 YZ platform, right? Right. It's the F platform. The WR and the FX share a lot of a lot of parts, a lot of gear ratios and stuff like that. But basically, the WR went from the older generation F bike with you know a little bit wider shroud and everything. It got all of the revamps that the F did in 18. Correct. With the narrow bodywork. The different engine, different chassis, different settings. It got all of those More updates. centralized engine. Yep. Uh, basically, what I was told from Mike Ulrich, and he is the two-wheel motorsports marketing manager. Dang, you remember that? Close. That was good, yeah. Off-road. Yep. Um, you could swap out a YZ450F and put it in this WR chassis. Right. Vice versa. Yep. The engine hangers are they're not different size, they're just different material. Or I mean they're probably the same material, just different thickness, but they would bolt right in. Yeah. So basically the WR has a stiffer frame. Over the twenty eighteen model, they broke it down in three categories. The rigidity is increased twenty five percent vertically, nine percent horizontally, and fifteen percent torsionally. Basically the whole chassis has been stiffened up. Yeah, basically it's the two thousand and nineteen Y Z four fifty F frame. That's like we said. So what changed in the YZ450F department from 17 to 18 has now finally got its way to the 2019 WR450. Correct. And what we were told by the Yamaha guys was this is the closest the WR has ever been to the F. As far as in years too, right? In, like in years too. What, what we mean by years, guys, is sometimes it takes two to three years to have the WR change. Well, now here we are in 2019, and it's already updated, so... That's very rare for the Japanese and Yamaha to have it that quickly. Right. Um, obviously, they're seeing, the need, they're seeing a need for the off-road market that, hey, we want these updates. We want to have a more modernized off-road bike, and Yamaha has obliged us all with this WR450 update. So um, continuing on suspension. Suspension, same forks, same shock as the F, obviously different settings. Different valving specs, different springs. Um, softer springs, softer springs, and then the F between the FX and the WR as well. Right. the The F itself has a five point yep. fork spring. The WR is a four point six. The F has fifty eight uh, shock spring, and the WR is a fifty six. Yeah. So everything has been softened up a little bit. Yeah. And the valving is obviously softer. Um, another thing that's cool on the WR as well, and is the the, the fuel tank a little bit. We talk about that how it's underneath. Like yeah, really tucked underneath. And we all know the fuel tank is under the seat on the Yamahas, but it really tucks under the seat and then drops down really deep into the chassis. Yeah, and the WR tank is 2.16 gallons, which is a half gallon more than the YZ450F. And that's 0.2 of a gallon more than the previous generation WR. They were able to do that because they told us the uh, new fuel pump in the gas tank was more compact, so you get more volume in the tank. And I guess there's a bunch of stuff that is done with the battery as well. Yeah, there's some battery starter stuff. Uh, the starter has a almost like a, a metal shield over it. it kind of shields the starter from the exhaust because you know the exhaust comes out the back of the head. It's just right above the starter. So they have a little heat shield there to protect it. Um, they do not put the lightweight battery in this bike. Right, it's a full lead battery. It's a full lead battery. We it's were told, right, we were told, you know, that does obviously add some weight. But it has a lot more longevity to it. It'll last longer. This bike does come with a fan from from Yamaha, which I think is a really cool addition to the bike because right. these bikes are trail bikes, and I had the fan kick on multiple times a day. And if you run a fan with a really a lithium ion battery, it drains it pretty quick. Yeah. Um, what another thing that I we talked about too. This is a closed system. Yes, this cannot be. The mapping cannot be changed. Right. 
So for those of you wondering about the Yamaha power tuner, so explain them what they will have to do when we talk to Ulrich today. Ulrich said a Yamaha power tuner, or I guess it would be a, uh, some parts to open up the bike, which would make it a closed course only bike, will be available. So from what we were told, we'll basically make it like an FX. Right, where you can, you can map it, you can do the things you want to do with it. Um, you, you might think, hey, it's running a bit of lean, especially when you start taking the resonator out, which we will get to in a minute. But you will be, and most likely it'll be a GYTR accessory. It'll make it a closed course you know, machine. It will not be legal for OHV areas. So right. Just know that. And he said you cannot take the FX system and put it on the WR because then you won't have lights or odometer or any of that. It will be a system you have to buy from GYTR to make it adjustable. Right. So it's a WR-specific um it would be guess, a power part, more or less, yeah, whatever you want exactly. to call it. I don't know if I should say power part, but... Yeah, that's more of a KTM That's more thing, of a KTM Mike. thing. Yeah. Sorry about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so, if you want to get into the uncorking of the bike... No, I don't. Okay, you don't want Not to get there yet. yet. Okay. I want to talk about... What about the skid plate? That's pretty nice. Skid plate's cool. It's a more compact skid plate that hugs the frame better. It has a little, like, uh, an arm that goes up that right. covers the uh, lower radiator hose, which I thought was a pretty cool feature. Which is key, because we've been riding the trails... And you have the FX, and you've destroyed some radiators, right? I may or may not have put a hole in a radiator. Yeah, and there's sticks that go right through where that hose is. And right. I've seen it a time or two where you explode that hose, and then you're SOL on the side of the trail. So it's nice to have that come stock with a skid plate that kind of a rides good, up. Yeah, a good skid plate. Right. Um, they changed the kickstand. The kickstand is lower profile. It folds up more out of the way. Which is cool. Um, yeah, because I guess guys were gripping the bike, right, with right. their feet. And they were And the feeling... kickstand was getting in the way, and they were right. feeling it. So it's more tucked up in there. Now, do we want to bring up handguards? Yeah, let's bring it up. Okay. So they did have the handguards on for us today, which they do not come with. Right. And it is an off-road-specific model. And did you like the handguards today? I did, yeah, yeah, because we were going inside of some bushes, and it's nice. I, I'm so used to not having those. I'm thinking, oh, here come, here it comes. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot I got these handguards on. Right. I wish it came with them stock. Yeah. They're just Sycra GYTR. The GYTR ones that are available through Yamaha. Yeah. Um, but it was it was nice to have. And yeah. I do wish all these bikes would come with them. But for some reason the Japanese manufacturers, all of them, do not provide the bikes with handguards. Yeah, it's kind of a strange deal. Of course, you guys know eighteen inch rear wheel. They do come with Dunlop MX three S tires. And not 1881s, which is a nice feature because I'm not a huge I'm not a huge off road rider, right? Okay, I ride off road from time to time, but I do know when I ride with the AT81s, they're not very good. I, I'm an off road side guy. lean angle gripping for me is no bueno. No, I'm an off road guy, and I don't like the AT81. I would rather have an MX3s, even though the life of them is not the greatest. If you're going to ride some rocky shale, the shit. front side knobs will chunk off. Right. Um, another weird thing with the WR, not weird. You may know more about Yamaha friction plates than I do with the clutch. Um, there's a variation of – there's two different friction plates that Yamaha offers. Uh, the F has five of one and three of another. Correct. The WR has two of one and six of another. I don't know the difference between the friction plates, but it says it's supposed to reduce some lever effort, easier clutch management. Yeah, so basically when I got on the bike today, and we'll talk about more of this in, when we talk about performance and all this, but the lever pull is actually really nice. It's To me, it's a little bit easier than a 450F. Right. And I don't know if that has something to do with the arm or um, the clutch plates, but yeah, so when I put clutches in my YZ450F, I always have to have that diagram and have to remember which ones go where because right. it's kind of tough because there's two separate fibers. Right, you, I mean... You go back to old school stuff, you had fibers and you had steels, and that was it. Right. And now there's different fibers that have to go in a certain order. And people always ask me, Kiefer, do you put the steel sharp side in or out? I've always been told, and I'm sure I'm going to get emails on this, people are going to bark at me. I was always told from engineers and in-house mechanics that it doesn't matter which way the sharp end of the steel plate is as long as all of them are the same way. So if you have the sharp end out, Good for you. Make them all that way. If you have the sharp end in, good for you. Just make them all that way. Never heard that. So a little bit of mechanics dropping knowledge on you right here. Um, the air filter is basically the same as the F, but it does come with a little center grommet. It's supposed to. It raises it up again uh, away from the cage. Right. So it's not vibrating on the cage. Maybe letting some dirt through. The 
We've, and I've heard this too as well. I've hadn't had an experience with dirt getting past my air filter. Okay. There's a backfire screen in there, right, guys? A lot of you guys take that backfire screen out thinking I'm going to get more added throttle response. <sighs> maybe. Okay. Maybe you will. But I honestly don't think you'll feel it. But what happens is dirt is getting passed through that cage so much easier now because of that screen is not available. So uh, I know MXA has complained about, hey, we have problems with our filter and dirt passing through. Personally, I ride my Yamaha a lot, guys, as you know, and I haven't had any dirt really pass through that backfire screen. Yes, dirt does get through the filter, but it gets caught through that screen. When you guys go to a different cage and it's an open cage, that dirt can get all the way into your intake and your air boot. So that could cause a mess. So, so I mean, uh, back to the, the changes that it got for the new body work. It got the same stuff as the, as the F did. Between your legs, it, it does feel narrower. We rode the 18 and the 19 back-to-back uh, -to -back today, and it's 16 millimeters narrower uh, between your legs. Which is the same thing, guys. When we went from a 17 to an 18 YZ450F, all that rolls over now from the 18 to 19 WR450F. So just know that. Another couple of cool features that I thought I thought were kind of cool. You know, you saw me kind of nerding out as an off-road yeah. guy looking at it. Uh, the headlight is tucked in lower and closer to the forks, which I think is cool. It kind of, I don't know. I'm not super picky about the weight being out there, but it, it brings everything a little bit closer to the center of the bike for steering. There's less weight out there. Uh, the overall, I guess... I want to call it the number plate area, right? right? Is more tucked in, right? It looks a little more racy. Mm -hmm. It's not such a gaudy piece hanging out there, you know. It comes with, you know, an enduro trip meter, and and from what we were told, I haven't yeah. messed with it. It you can adjust it, mess with your trip, change your, you know, mileage by tenths of a mile if you're doing enduros or you're doing like a a navigation rally where you need to change or zero. It at certain actually places. is helpful in that area. It's not just a you know, an Odo and a trip reset and a clock is more, it has all of that and other functions for you guys out there that like to ride timekeeping Enduros. That's all sitting right there in front of you, which right. is pretty cool. And what I noticed today from riding it, it it's fairly visible. Like, right. You I know some it. of these companies, I won't name them, they have the cluster up there and it's very hard to read while it's you're really riding. Really small. Yeah. So yeah. this one was really visible. Uh, transmission. Yeah. Transmission's a lot wider than. Yeah, the gearing ratios are much different. The the way they worded it to us is, let's say if you're in first gear on a YZ, the F model, and then you're in first gear on the WR, it's like adding 14 teeth, 14 to that's the rear sprocket. That's insane. That's low. Then it changes. Second gear is like adding eight teeth. Third gear is like adding two teeth. Fourth gear is same, same yep. as the F. Same, same. Same, same. Uh, and fifth gear is like taking four teeth away from the rear. Oh, wow. So you're getting that overdrive that, that some people like. I mean, riding it, the only weird gap I felt was 3-4 today. Yeah. Between third and fourth, I felt was kind of a big jump, but it didn't really bother me too much. So those are the basic changes. Obviously, we'll do an article. Actually, Michael will be I doing will an, do article, an article uh, that will go up on keyforinktesting.com. I will write something for Steve. 10 things over at Steve's website, pulpamex.com. Um, There's going to be off-road on Pulpamex? Yeah, because, you know, he interviews Shorty and That's Ricky true. and shit. He's into so, it now. Yeah. Yeah, he's in. He's yeah. all in. And he's an Osborne fan. Osborne's going to ride off-road out. He's done. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm excited about that. But So basically, I want to go over with this green sticker, red sticker situation because I know I'm getting a lot of hits on an Instagram live feed that I did earlier. California... Is, is is a crazy place. It's hell, it's hell for dirt bikes. <laughs> yeah. Or anything with an engine, really. Gas. Oh, my God. Lawnmowers, anything. Yeah. So break them down, what, what we were told today. The older models of the WR were green stickered. I assumed today there was going to be a green sticker bike. When we showed up, it had a red sticker on it. So I asked Michael Rich, and he kind of – he didn't waffle. I don't want to say he waffled, but there's – It's it, a gray area. It, it, California waffles is yeah, what it is. Right. Um apparently they changed the regulations at the last minute. So the bike was going to be a green sticker. California at the last minute said, oh, hey, by the way, we changed all this stuff, and Yamaha wasn't ready for it, so they had no option but to go red sticker. Um, next year, some of these regulations may change back, we were told, so it may go back to being a green sticker bike. 
I don't know about if you get a red sticker bike now, can you change it back into a green sticker? I don't know anything about that. Um, the the bike comes corked up. Okay, so that's where we're going with this. Right. So people say, okay, yeah, Kiefer, it comes with a throttle stop, a snorkel in the intake, there's an exhaust bung on there, it's like a little piss hole on the like back. A, it's a really small one. Like if when the <laughs> I've ridden the WRs, previous WRs, with the throttle stop in. It doesn't go anywhere. No, it's really bad. It's a play bike. Yeah. Like, literally, Aiden could ride this bike. Wide open. I'd be fine with it. Right. So, of course, we didn't do that with this, okay? I know that you guys are listening to this. You're not going to leave all that shit in there, okay? And, and on top of that, you take all this stuff out that we're about to mention, the bike is still legal. All right. the things that were put in, this is for the Japanese. This is for Yamaha's test. What we were told, Yamaha does a test. Where they want the bike to be a certain decibel. Right. They do, uh, they call it a flyby test, where they ride the bike by a sound meter. We don't do that in America. We only do a sound test out the back of the exhaust. And yeah, 96 dBs. Right. If you're, if you're on the trail here in California and you get pulled over, right. Mr. Park Ranger Man comes over. How are you doing, son? You legal? And you're like, yep, all legal. He, ring, he wraps your bike out yep. and puts the thing by the exhaust. That's it. Well, and you have to be within spec. Not, yeah, right. Um, and what we were told was Yamaha has their own specs that they want the bike to be. So that's the only reason that it has the throttle stop, the snorkel in the intake, and the little piss hole in the exhaust. Right. We took all that stuff out because this is how everyone's riding it, like and you said. And it will pass. And it, yes, it still will pass the, the normal way test. we had it today with everything out. And you'll see this on keyforingtesting.com. It still looks like a piss hole. Right. It's still, uh, when he told us that. Hey, this <laughs> yeah. has to come out, and we're like, "Well, there's still a really small hole there." Yeah, he's like, "No, it's smaller." Yeah, it's smaller. So, as corked up as it, as we think it is, it's even more corked up if you're buying it from the dealer. So, in order for us to test this the proper way to give you guys a, a really true first impression of of real world testing, right? Because we want to ride it like you're gonna have it. Yeah, I mean, you guys aren't gonna buy this thing. You may ride it or break it in the way it is, but as soon as you guys ride it once, you're gonna be like, "Oh, this is lame." This is not. We're not going to do this. So, we just did the bare bones minimum as far as taking some stuff off. And like I said, it was only the snorkel and the intake. Throttle stop was out, so now you have a full throttle. Okay, and you can go wide open. And of course, the exhaust bung. One of them was taken out, and it's still quiet. And it's still very quiet. Real quiet. Yeah. So those. That's how we are. So we're going to talk about the performance and compare it a little bit from the 2018 WR. This we, you know, Michael and I. We did about a two-and-a-half-hour trail ride today. And like I said, single track, hill climbs, rocky washes. Um, we actually have some water now in California, so some water crossings, some creeks, some mud. Just a lot of different variab- you know, variables out there for us to test on. We have the 2018 WR, and then we have the 2019. We switched back and forth all day. So we're just going to wrap about, for you guys out there listening, what is it like? Is it much better? Hey, I can get a deal on a 2018 WR, Kiefer. Should I spend the money on a 2019? And if you are going to spend the money, Power Motorsports, okay? They got deals for you. Good deals. Yeah. So let's just let's cut to the chase real quick. Okay. Is it worth it? To get the 19? Yes. It depends what you're, what you're doing. That's my honest opinion. If you're, if you're just a dude who's going to go out. I'm just a dude. <laughs> And trail ride, like yeah. just with your kids, you're never going to race. You're never going to. You're rip, going putt putt. Right. You're never ripping the bike around. There's nothing wrong with the 18. It's a good bike. Save the money. Save the money if you can get a good deal on 18. If you're a dude that trail rides a lot, maybe you want to enduro a you little trail bit. Trail ride, and you're like, yeah, I like to go race yeah, a like, couple times a year. I like to go fast. My buddies and I are fast trail riders. Yeah, it's probably worth getting the 19. Okay, so. Right off the bat, engine feeling for me, and then you can yep. talk about what you felt. Coming from the 18, it has a very heavy engine feel, okay? So lots of engine braking on the 18 for me. That exacerbates the front fork soft feeling. When I get off throttle on the 2018 WR, oh boy, it pitches. <laughs> and it does a dance in the back it's like especially some fierce, dude. going downhill. Yeah, so it's, it rides low in the front and then high in the rear, and that sucks for trying to break down these trails, right? 
I get on the 2019 WR. Such a freer feeling engine. I wouldn't say it's livelier. I wouldn't say I'm gotten all this more horsepower. No more horsepower. I feel like it's more playful. Yes. So RPM response is improved. Yep. Lightweight feel of the engine is improved. Yep. Less, much less diesel engine braking. Right. And that helps the chassis. That mixed with the valving. Right. And everything else. So we did some hill climbs. We have long ass hill climbs here um, near my house. Very sandy, very deep. Good engine test for load. Right, back to back. Um, yep. So it's one of these these hills that you start off in third. You're going going up third. You're accelerating. You have to downshift. Like pretty close to the top. You're downshifting to second. Yeah. So quarter of the way up, you're in second already. Right. And for me, the 2019 pulls third gear longer. Wait, a lot longer for me. Right. So go ahead. I felt like you know back to back with the hill climb test on the 18. I had a hard time getting it to pull third at the bottom of the hill. So some of it, I think, was because it's so soft that it had a couple G-outs at the bottom, right. and I was scared to charge into those G-outs in third gear. So I'm third, and then right away I'm just going to put it in second and hold it wide open. And then you're – I mean, honestly, when I rode the 2018, I was in second really quick, and I was like, oh, shit, I don't think I'm going to make it. Right. And, and it made it. It made it. But I was like, oh, man, I'm going slow. Right. Then you get on the 19, and I felt like because the chassis balance is better, the suspension's better – I can charge into the hill and just hold it in third, and I swear three-quarters of the way up the hill, I'm in third. Okay, maybe I'll downshift second now, but right. it held third a lot longer, I think, possibly because I hit the hill faster right. because I could and partially because the engine is just a, a freer-feeling engine. And for the engine, okay, it's more of, to me, it opens up, and I talk about a lot. I talk this, you know, every time I talk about engine feeling and I'm on the track with motocross bikes, I always say, does it open up the track for me? And what that means is, is the engine playful slash powerful enough that I can take different lines, open up the track, cross over here, jump this. And I relate that to this trail bike or trail race bike, I guess. And for me, I can hop over whoops. I can kind of blip over rocks better. I feel like I am not as low to the ground. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know we're going to have a little conflict here, but to me, I feel like I'm on top of the bike a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit lighter feeling. Right. And just because of this engine is such a freer feeling. All the while, while it's super quiet. And I mentioned this to Ulrich today, and he doesn't want to hear it. Right. I said, it's like the KTM, Ulrich. <laughs> I, I have the factory edition, right? And it's, it's super quiet with a, a Kropovich muffler, but yet there's so much playfulness and engine feel. It's deceiving. And that's what this WR is like. From 0 to 10% throttle, super responsive. Mm -hmm. Now, some other media outlets are saying that's too responsive for a trail bike. I disagree. I disagree as well. Why? Because I can just shift a third. Or use the clutch. And And it lugs much better than the 2018 in third gear. So if I feel like I'm in second gear in some tighter section, maybe... For you guys listening back east, you have some greasy-ass woods you're trying to get through. Super low speed. It's, oh, Kiefer, it's too touchy in second gear. It's like, blah, blah, it's too, too Shift quick. Shift in third and let it lug. Dude, third gear doesn't stall. I feel like the flywheel weight inertia is just right for, right. S- for this third gear feel. And I can climb hills just fine. It doesn't want to, like, what I call upset the chassis when right. I give it zero to ten percent throttle in third gear. It's just really easy to ride. And we got some stuff on the the face or the Instagram live thing of oh look at that little piss hole. It's worthless. Uh, you and I talked about it earlier for trail riding and everything today. Yeah, it was quiet. Yeah, it it seemed mellow. I was never held back today by like oh if I had more power I could fill in the blank. Right. I, I thought it was fine. I mean yeah it was quiet and you heard the intake a lot, but it wasn't. Less fun, I don't feel like. Yeah, I don't think there's one time and like what you said during the day, like I'm like, oh man, I don't think we can climb that because we're on these bikes. Right. Uh, even on the 2018, I don't think I was at that disadvantage as at all. But mm-hmm. on this 2019, and I'm a motocross rider, guys, so I like a little louder sound. Right. But I'm appreciating more and more. I ride other bikes that are quiet, different muffler companies that have uh, smaller. Um, 
outlet holes out of their mufflers, but you have such a good engine package, it actually makes the bike easier to ride. Right. And that's what I feel like with this 2019 engine versus the 18 is just easier to ride. Like it's easier to maneuver around the trail and it just makes it for a you know, an increased fun factor for me. Right. It makes it, it, it really bridged the gap between the old WR and the FX where the old WR, it, it, like you said, was so pitchy. If you, we were going down sand hills and if you even like barely grab front brake, you're already low in the front. You grab front brake. It is diving so hard right. and it's getting so twitchy. Like it's scary. Yeah. And it doesn't have that feeling no. now. Hey, guys, commercial time. Listen to these commercials for special discount codes and maybe get some money off your next purchase. Stay tuned. Hey, what's up? Technology. That's what I'm talking about here. It's a great thing. I love it. But I also can pull my hair out with it as well. However, there is a company that you probably have seen on the Rockstar Husqvarna race team, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson, called Skosh. It's spelled S-C-O-S-C-H-E. You can go to skosh.com and check out all the products. They have really, really cool stuff. They have headphones. They have boom bottles. They have phone chargers for your droid, your iPhone. They have magic mounts. They have wireless chargers. They have huge cables that will reach all the way across your house if you need a charger and you don't have an outlet close like my house. I don't have that many outlets. They just have a bunch of cool products to make your life easier when you're out in the garage, when you're in your car, when you're at your house. Just, I'm really, really pumped to have these guys on board because they sent me some stuff. I use it all the time. My favorite thing is the Boom Buoy. It's a speaker that floats on the water. I can hang out in the pool in the backyard, listen to my music. I'm a big music guy. So they just make really cool stuff that makes my life easier. So... Founded in 1980, Skosh Industries is a Ventura-based, Southern California, of course, award-winning innovator of consumer technology, power sports, and car audio products. Don't forget, car audio. You're traveling, you're sitting in traffic, you guys need to check them out, skosh.com. Committed to delivering the superior products that we all want, quality and functionality, exceptional value, and unmatched customer service. The designers and engineers at Skosh develop products that reflect a rich heritage in audio and mobile technology. Skosh finds inspiration in the California lifestyle, culture, music, and people. These influences can be seen in accessories and products that are now in the hands of homes, offices, vehicles, and people all over the world. 50 countries, okay? Hundreds of patents, trademarks, and countless industry awards received. It's easy to see why Skosh is constantly at the forefront of technology. These guys are cool. They're huge motorcycle enthusiasts. They even gave us a product code, SCOKT25. That's SCOKT25. Use that code when you go to skosh.com. Get 25% off. Seriously, guys, go check them out. You won't ever get it. If you want to hit me up, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. I'll let you know more. But very cool guys over there. Thanks, Skosh. Skosh.com. ScreenPrintingDone.com. You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Have you guys checked out bloodlubricants.com? If you haven't, bludlubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils 
in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain. And uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils. And uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff because um, I didn't want no crap involved in key testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out, bloodlubricants.com. Thanks to the guys over at 6D Helmets. That's right there on board with the KieferInkTesting.com, Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike, a dirt bike, or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike. Head over to 6DHelmets.com. Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay, I do feel the safest in a 6D helmet. I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job. It's advanced ODS technology. It's race-proven. I'm telling you guys, and it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 6D Helmets. Maybe you guys should too. Hit me up over at chris at keferinktesting.com. Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 6D. So please, guys, go check them out. 6D Helmets, hit me up. Tell me how you like yours. And if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 6D. Hey, Heather. Hey, Chris. Did you know that every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna come with a Vertex piston in the engine from the factory? No, I did not. 65 years ago, Vertex Piston was founded in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. Today, because of the renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex is an OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. No matter which brand of bike you ride with, when it's time to go ride or time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see their full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons, in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit them at VertexPistons.com or stop in your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. And if you guys want a discount code, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and I've got one for you. Save some money. VertexPistons.com. I bet you guys didn't know I grew up racing the National Hare and Hound Series. You can go to NationalHareAndHound.com. And check out where the locations are coming to go race. But Michael Allen, that's what you grew up racing as well? That's what, I mean, I didn't grow up racing. I started racing when I was like 21. And I raced it solid for four years. And it's in your blood. You're excited about it. Yeah, I do. I, I actually grew up racing. I, I want to take Aiden out there. They have a youth series class the day before the big guys race, right? Yep. yep. And you can just kind of make it a weekend family fun event. Go camping. Meet Ricky Brabeck. Brabeck's back. Jacob Argerbright. Argerbright's back. Killing the series this year so far. Kendall Norman. Kendall Norman's really back. Yeah. Go go camping with your family. Have a nice evening. And honestly. Build a bonfire. It's true. And honestly, what other kind of racing do you get to go out and you just get to walk down the pits and talk to all the pros? Yeah. Hey, off-road racing, everyone's cool, dude. Everyone helps everyone. It's not stuck up like it is in moto. No. So go check them out. National Hare and Hound. If you have any questions about this series, hit me up, Chris at Keyfring Testing. More importantly, hit up Michael because he's raced way more than I have. Lately, Michael yeah. at KeyfringTesting.com. Yep. National Hair and Hound. Let's go. So, chassis, I'm going to talk to you guys about the chassis on the 2019 bike. Yes, increase rigidity. Don't let the word rigidity scare you. Think you're going to be deflecting off of that. So, yes, I can push a little bit harder. With this chassis, but like I mentioned earlier, I felt like I was on top of the bike more. The bike felt lighter. I know you mentioned I didn't feel it as much. 
I know you mentioned that side to side movement was better for you. I, yeah, I felt like it changed directions easier. Like you, like a little bit of input on the pegs, I felt like made a bigger difference than it did on the eighteen. Right. There were there was one place, one time I felt like I liked the eighteen more, and that was in those really shitty cobbly rocks that we were in. Right. Where Stephen may or may not have uh, crashed. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't respect the desert. Doesn't respect the desert. No, you got to respect it. Um, or in a bit. Right. Uh, like really uh, sharp rocks, loose rocks. That's the only place I felt like the 18 was better because it's so soft. And these roads, they're more flat, so the pitching isn't as big of a deal. Right. It soaked up that little cobbly stuff, I think, a little bit better than the 19 did. But that was the only place that I, I think I like the 18 more. And for you guys also, too, what Mike's saying is when you have a heavy engine feeling as well, you have more of a planted feel on the trail. Stable. Right. So this freer engine may be not as good stability-wise that makes the chassis on these little Jeep roads that we ride will have some shale coming up through it. Right. Um, you bounce off a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but it's not a feeling where you're like, oh, man, this is way... I no, can't. it's not sketchy by any means. Yeah. It's just a little less comfort. You were out riding. We were doing photos today, and you were doing some corners. <laughs> I was trying to do some corners. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, you feel like you have enough... I felt like chassis felt, movement. You have enough rigidity to kind of get down in the corner and yeah. feel confident with it. I felt like it was the F. It doesn't honestly. feel like a boat. No, it doesn't feel like a boat. That was the other thing I noticed getting on the 18s. It felt top heavy to me. It felt wide up top, which we already went through. It's got narrower. Yeah. And it felt top heavy to me. Yeah. Like um, you said, the, the, the 19, you feel uh, just more in control. I don't know. Yeah. It, Center of gravity is lower. The, the CG is different on the 19, obviously having that increased rigidity, especially near the head tube area, guys. You're going to get a lot of a freer movement on the bike, like weighting the pegs, like Michael said, or even trying to get out of certain – like if you have an S section in these trails and you want to go from side to side and pop over something, this frame lets you do that a little bit easier. I wouldn't say, oh, my God, it's a day and night difference, but – you will notice it's it's a subtle you know it's a subtle thing that you'll notice like if you ride in back to back and most of you guys out there honestly you're not going to have that freedom uh we had the freedom today to ride in back to back so if you guys are getting on the 19 right away maybe you'll never notice that you just come to expect it but that's what it's really like it's when i think of a trail bike i most of the time think of it's oh this thing's a pig right it's going to be crappy you think of like a xr yeah. Right. Honestly, and, and we didn't talk about this. We had the YZ450FX today right? as well because we had four guys trail riding, so we had to take an extra bike. So we took our FX test bike, and honestly, the WR feels lighter. Yeah, I thought so too. So, I thought it felt lighter, and when you asked me when we were done, what would you have rather had today? Would you have rather been riding the FX or the new WR? And I think for what we were doing today, I liked the WR more. Yeah, I just feel like I had a little bit more traction. Um, the FX was a little bit more, I, I want to say, gnarlier. Yeah, a little more aggressive. Yeah, and, and to me, I didn't really need it. If I'm going to race a GP, yeah, I want the FX. I but... do like the FX and the tight stuff where I can pop and mm-hmm. move and stuff. But right. uh, that WR, man, the chassis is very friendly. And <laughs> you guys don't know this, but obviously Travis Preston, one of my good friends, he swears up oh, and down oh boy. that he can beat me on a WR450 and I'm on my YZ. F. Right. At a moto track. Yes, by like a, he said, I I give you two seconds. Yeah, two seconds. And that's bullshit. <laughs> I don't care. It's getting called out right now. WR is not that good, dude. Uh, dude, yeah. on a moto track. Do, but yeah, yeah. But do you have a 125 title or no? I don't care. Okay. I I don't care what he has. There's no way he's beat me on a WR. But that's how impressed. And this is all me and him talking at home. This isn't like Yamaha corporate time. This is like, hey, this is. I love this bike. He's like, I take this bike and moto it. Right, and I'm not going to lie. I've been seeing lately RV is posting stuff on Instagram, him riding the bike. We were told by TP that he actually called TP and was like, dude, this WR is really good. Yeah. And I was like... Mm. So you almost can kind of weave through the bullshit sometimes when you got these guys that are endorsing Yamaha, a.k.a. Steve Mathis. Um, <laughs> but... You can kind of read through it a little bit when when they talk, when you read their captions, but you can almost hear the you know the genuine nature of RV saying, "Man, I had a good time." And he's posting stuff about trail riding, right? And he's really enjoying it, right? Guys that don't enjoy that kind of shit are not 
I don't care how much you're getting paid. You're not posting the yeah, crap not, out of that stuff. No. So um, back to just another kind of cool little feature. I just was flipping through the catalog right here and, and saw it. Catalog? Catalog. Whatever this is. The brochure. Oh, okay. Let's brochure. call it that. Yeah. Uh, I noticed it. The The left side fort guard oh, yeah. has the Speedo. I can't call it a cable anymore. It used to be a cable on the 18. Like, Old school. Ni- yeah, like 1985 had right. their cable. Like. Yeah. I feel like Yamaha bought a million of them in 1985 and was like, screw it, we're just going to keep using them. Right. Now they finally went digital. So the left fort guard, the um, the wire actually routes behind the fort guard and protects it, and the sensor itself is protected by the guard itself at the bottom, which That's I thought was... Cool. Which it I looks sano. Cool. It does. It looks really clean. Yeah, it doesn't... The, the fort guard itself, it doesn't look all blocky and right. disgusting. Um. I guess let's go to the one negative I, I feel like I found and you found today. Oh, where are we jumping to? We're jumping to starting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I, it's the, tough to start in gear. The The current generation of Yamahas, to yeah, me. It's not just the WR. It's not just the WR. The F, the FX, the 250F, they don't like starting in gear for some reason. Well, if you're sitting on the trail bullshitting with your homies – and you guys, okay, let's go. And you're getting ready to go, and you're in second gear. You pull the clutch in. And you're going to have to put it in neutral sometimes. And right. then it, it'll start for whatever reason. What I did find, if, if your clutch is in, you're in gear, and you let's say you're on a downhill, you start rolling forward because then you know the clutch is moving, everything's moving, it'll fire. But sitting there idle, it's not. It doesn't want to fire. Yeah, and Ulrich told me to turn the idle up. Okay. And that helped a little bit. Okay. So for you guys, if you guys have one of these bikes, any Yamaha for that matter with electric start, try turning the idle up a little bit and see if that helps you guys. Okay. Going to a different battery, we tried that. Yep, we tried that. And it's not minimal. It's a, I mean, the other battery is good, but it doesn't yeah. really help the bike start right. any better. It's not cranking it over quicker or making it fire in. And my other concern I had today, which is we went over the it has a lead acid battery in it, was the fan kicked on. And then I stopped riding, and it kept running and running. And I asked Mike, I was like, uh, what's the deal with this fan? Are we going to be stranded? Because there's no kickstart. Right. And he goes, no, it'll, it'll run until the bike gets to a certain temperature or until the battery gets to a certain voltage, and then the, the bike is smart enough to go, okay, we're going to kick this off because then you won't be able to start the bike. Let and, me ask you this. Since you're, you're an off-road guy, yeah. and this is probably one of the questions I'm going to get an email about yeah. before we move on to the suspension. Yeah. We're going to get to that. Does not having the option for a Kickstarter bother you? No. You're okay it, with it. But why are you okay with it? I, I haven't uh, – I take that back. I've had one bike leave me stranded, and it was a Yamaha. But – Now, could you get out? Yeah, I had to bump start it. But you, you – yeah, yeah, I could get out. That's why I'm not that worried about it. If you – not many people trail ride alone. You usually have a buddy. Let's say your battery dies. Okay, big deal. You get to a certain point to where you can ride downhill. You bump start it. It'll charge the battery back up What if up you again? can't bump it? What if you're Cody Webb in a freaking ravine and you can't bump it? <laughs> Sorry about your luck. Right. Uh, and, and if you do have a recluse in the bike, you can't bump it. You're right. screwed. Right. So, yeah, that is a scenario where it's bad if you have a recluse in it. I, I get that. I, I guess what we're saying is here, if you're, coming, you're, leading, you're leaving the staging area at your OHV area and your battery cranks and your bike starts, 99% of the time you're going to have a – it's gonna be. It's not gonna just die on you, right? Unless you're like all day. That's the thing. If you sit there all day starting the thing, trying to start it in gear and not putting it in neutral, chill down. Yeah, it's gonna die eventually. But if you're smart about it, look. If this thing's cranking, and you're cranking it for three to four seconds and it hadn't started, get off the button, dude. Yeah, you even yelled at me today about it. I'm like, dude, stop it. Just get off the button because <laughs> if you're cranking for ten seconds, yeah, it's gonna die. Right. So. Three seconds, it's not starting. Okay, give it, stop for five seconds, hit it again. 99% of the time, this is, this is the percentage we're right. going with all, all this podcast, 99%. 99%. It will start. Right. So, and I just found this out today. We we're screwing around. Oh, yeah, here you go. This Here's is, the desert this, racer in this you. Is, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. So, carburetor days, right? You're on the starting line. All you off-road racers listening to this stuff, you know, you want to, it's a dead engine start. Basically, what you do is you hold your throttle wide open and then hit the kill button. That splashes fuel. Without the spark and ignition. So right. you got raw fuel in the cylinder, basically. Okay. I did that. I did it with yep. the FX, okay? And it started up quick. In dude. gear. In gear. Yep. So 
try that. If you're going to like talk to your homies and drink a beer or something, I don't know about that. Go rawr! Do that. <laughs> How'd that sound again? <laughs> right. It's, it's the two strokes. It's like you're tricking the fuel injection. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. Try it if you guys are. Yeah, I think it's bored to try. It. Yeah. All right. Suspension. It's better, dude. Do we want to talk A-Kit type stuff that they talked yeah, about Yeah, yeah, let's earlier? talk. Yeah, okay, he so brought it up. Cowie and Honda are they very... Pitch it. They pitch the A-Kit this and the A-Kit that, and it is good stuff on those bikes. There's no doubt about it. But from... You would know better than I do. The stuff on the Yamaha is not that far off of an A-Kit type of suspension anyway. So right. Yamaha just doesn't really market it as an A-Kit, quote-unquote, suspension. Honda markets their fork A-Kit style because it's a 49 millimeter, okay? It was 48 back in the day. The reason why they're marketing A-Kit style is because the A-Kit at the time went up one millimeter to a 49. Now production is a 49, so now you can say A-Kit style. They do have some internals that A-Kit stuff uses, but KYB SSS stuff... to me, they don't need to market that fork. It, it, it's better than that Honda fork anyway. Right. So, but to expand on that, if you were going to purchase, like, hey, I have money burning in my pocket. I want to go purchase some KYB A-Kit stuff. Dude, it's not, I'm telling you right now, it's 75% the same as a production fork. Right. You got some coatings. You got maybe a little bit tighter tolerance in an A-Kit. And maybe a different piston. That's it. Everything else is going to be the same. And you're not going to, you just spend all that money, unless you're a damn good tester, you're not going to feel shit. Spend all that money for 25% more. Because that KYB SSS stuff. Stock is good. Is insane. Really good. The minute they go away from that, oh man, it's going to be a sad day. I hope they never do. I think there's a reason they never have. It works. It's tried and true. Everybody went away from it. Everybody went air. KTM's a decent air fork. Everybody went a different direction, and Yamaha just said, well, we have a really good fork, so stick with it. why don't and, we just stick and, with it? And going to this WR450, they stiffened it up. From, the, the, from the 18. Yep, right. stiffened it up, helped the chassis balance, helped the ride attitude. You set the sag at what today? It was 10, for, 105. 105. For my 180 pounds. Ah, oh, that's no way, dude. Did, yeah. You're 190, bro. Stop. We're getting on the scale after this. 180. As much beer as you drink? Oh, my God. I had one beer after a trail ride, and this is what happens. Uh, For those of you – let's get off the subject real quick. This is what we do here. Okay. He drinks beer in the shower. I've never heard of that before. Randy Richardson said he's done that. Randy knows. And I I, I don't drink, so I don't get it. It's called the shower beer. I will get home. I will be in the shower, and my wife will bring me a beer and say, hey. That's insane. I don't understand it. Okay. That's fine. So anyway. Not every day. 105 beer drinker over here said it. Okay. Yep. It was balanced for me. I'm yeah. 170 pounds. Balanced for me. Um, right attitude of the bike is much better. Just like I said, it almost stays up in the stroke more than the 18, yep. which helps just hitting stuff, man. Like, I never had it back to back riding the 18, 19. I didn't have it blow through and bottom metal to metal. I did have the 18 in a few G outs where it was noticeably bottoming out. Yeah, so these, like, trails, obviously, we get in California, we have some used trails, and there's some whoops, and there's, like, little ledges some, and things. Some whoops? Today was... Yeah, yeah, on the way back, we had some whoops. Yeah. That's a trail boss, so... That, that was me, uh, yeah. Yeah, so there's some little ledges. Like, you can kind of start getting a flow, and you start hitting these ledges, and the front end on the 2018 WR just was so soft and divey, and it right. kind of made your front end low in the air and kind of kicked your ass end up and the the 19 was just more like i said playful balanced i can hit stuff into the face of another one you and can not almost have rhythm just... them as well yeah and, it, and to me the action and the dampening is a slower feeling in the 19 so right away i was super comfortable on the 19 right i don't think if i was trail riding i don't think i would want to stiffen it up well, I, I would maybe stiffen up the compression a little bit, but I wouldn't want like a heavier fork spring because I want right. to keep all that comfort on that light Yeah, stuff. I feel like that balance was good. Because for spring. me as moto guy, I'm the sketchiest when it gets really rocky. Right. So I want stuff that's softer and soaks right. that up, and this, this bike does that. Right. I agree. Yeah. So for those of you guys who have an old WR, man, this 19 is <laughs> – It's better. Yeah. And, and I always talk about my rating scale. If the 18 suspension on the WR is a 3 – this 19 WR stuff's like a 3.5. It's very good. Um, extremely well-mannered on the trail. 
I kind of understand why Travis thinks he can beat me in a you, motocross you race. You say you kind of understand why? I kind of understand the suspension Why he size. thinks that. Yeah, yeah. Like if okay. he was on a desert track and it was small chop everywhere, that okay. thing would soak up yeah, that right. stuff really yeah. good. So um, kudos to Yamaha for making a well-balanced, well, I should say a better-balanced WR machine. Right. Anything else you want to add? No. I mean, we get down to MSRP. I know you said what uh, the place in Oregon. 89. The place. I'm sorry. God, I didn't. I don't have the name. Power Motorsports. Power Motorsports in Oregon. Yep. Retail eight thousand nine hundred ninety nine bucks. OTD. Yep. MSRP is ninety five ninety nine. Right. So it's a good break. Yeah, that's that's a really good break. So and that's out the door. Yeah, you're not getting any hidden fees and all that stuff. Right. So, um, also we need to cover a little bit. We don't really cover this that much on these podcasts, but contingency. Mm-hmm. Blue Crew is very cool. Um, he. Go ahead. I, Ulrich said a number today. I don't know if that number were five million. Okay, five million dollars in Blue Crew contingency this year. And that's year. everything spread. I around. know that's everything spread out, but that's a big number for Yamaha to. Put yeah, in. but you think about it. It's usually most manufacturing between three point eight to four point whatever. Oh yeah, you're doing a story right now. So yeah, so five million. Yeah, it's great. That's, yeah, and they're up in their contingency program in the GNCC series. Right. Back so east, if you're a Blue Crew a... guy, that's that's beneficial for you. Big push. Yep. So. There's a lot of blue cool rewards. You get like some swag, you get some cool things. And if you're a pro, obviously you get a credit card. You can buy whatever you want. And if you're not a pro, you get these checks you can redeem at any dealership or even these online retailers that some of these guys over here on online retailers take them for parts. Yep. Right. So very cool to keep your racing intact and kind of just keep it going, you know? So that helps. If you buy a new bike, register. You can go on Yamaha's website, register, and Make some money back, dude. Right. Why, yeah. why if wouldn't you're, you? If you're racing and they offer contingency, you're, you're dumb not to get it back. I bought another brand of bike that we won't talk about on this podcast, mm-hmm. and I registered. Just Did because you? in case I raced that thing, I want to make whatever I'm making. You already registered? Yes. You didn't why wouldn't ra- you? You didn't even race. I understand You don't that. race. You're a, perfect, you're a professional practicer. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, the other thing, you know, Yamaha, they kind of wanted us to hit on, but I think it's really cool is they do demo programs all over the United States with Jason Rains. You can show up for free yep. and test. They have the whole line of Yamaha off-road bikes. Right. You Before you buy it, you can test it. And I think that's, I think I that's think pretty cool. I think it's really cool for kids as right. well. Kids would... and adults. I mean, you don't want to go into a dealer. I mean, obviously you trust our opinion, which is which we thank you for. Yeah. But it's still hard to go into a dealership and go, uh, I've never ridden this bike, but here's nine grand. Right. And you can take our word for it for you know whatever you want, right? But right. when it comes down to slapping cash down, that's a, that's a huge mouth feed, right? Right. So I really have to trust in someone to to put my money down anywhere. But it's cool that Yamaha gives you guys the opportunities, and they do it all over the United States. Um, if you have a little little Johnny, right? Little Johnny wants to try a TTR. You don't know if he's going to be into it, right? Let him try it. If right. he cries and he's out. Cool. You know, you didn't spend any money. Yeah, you save yourself money, actually. And if he's stoked on it, you're screwed. Yeah, because then now you're going to spend money. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the world of motorcycles. You're in for it, right? So overall, a better motorcycle. Yamaha always seems to do a really good job with off-road dirt bikes. I I, I agree. I just, before we stop, I can just hear it. Oh, God. I can hear it now. Everybody listening to this podcast is going to go, oh, okay. Yamaha guys, Yamaha guys. But it doesn't matter. I'm sorry, it's a good bike. It is a good bike. Right. A good like we always talk about it on these podcasts. I don't care what color it is. I don't care. I I love a KTM. I love a Husqvarna. I love a Yamaha. I right. love a Honda at times. I love a Suzuki. I don't care what it is. If it's good, I'm going to talk about it. And if it's not good, we will talk about it. Right. But not we're not going to be like it's a piece of shit. Right. We're just going to say, look, it's not that good in these areas. Right. But when something is good, it's good. You need to praise it. You need to talk about it. You need to let you guys know about it. So, right. have have you ridden? I don't know if we want to go into this for a second. Yeah. Comparing this to the Honda X, have you ridden the X, the new one? I, I a little know, bit, yeah. A little bit. I feel like this is a better bike. Comfortable. I feel like it's more comfortable. It's better more, is a gnarly word. Oh, you're right. It's more nimble on the trail. It's it's more it's more fun to ride for me than the X. And, and you've ridden the X. And I've ridden the X. We did. I did almost 100 miles on the X. Power compared to each other? I feel like the X is more corked. I mean, granted, Honda did not tell us that we could do anything to uncork the X. Honda's very particular with that kind of stuff. Right. So maybe uncork the Honda's better. 
but right. I don't know because we didn't get that opportunity. So, but uh, but I feel like that's this bike's direct comparison. And you bike... think the Yamaha's better in all areas than the red bike? Uh, no, I feel like the red bike is better. If you're going to race across the desert, I f- like wide open stability wise, I feel like the Honda's better there. But I think that's the only place that is better. But Honda doesn't market their X like Yamaha. To, no, they don't market it to an enduro crowd. They market it as a trail bike. Right. Right. And Yamaha's more saying, hey, you can trail ride this thing and. And you can race it. Right. Right. So it's more of a hybrid trail race machine. Right. It's a trace machine. Yeah. And, and GNCC guys, man, I, I think I would go with the WR, honestly. Yeah. And I've ridden the woods a few times. Not like I've been there millions of times. I know what it's about, but. Right. I've experienced it. Right. It's a different world over there. Yeah. And to me, WR is mellower, and I can control that kind of a power. And if you're going to trail ride it as well, I think the extra amenities of the headlight, the tail light, the the read, the digital readout, all those extra things. Yeah, some people call them lame. I don't care. Call them lame. I think they're cool, and it's it's extra bang for your buck. Little nit, little nitpick things that I like to feel like some of you guys may look over is throttle pull. Um, super easy, dude. Very easy. Like. I get on some of these other bikes. KTM is one of the harder ones for me. That it, I shouldn't say that. KTM is easy initially when it's new, and as you progressively get the tube worn down, it gets harder to pull. More stiction? Yes. So on these Yamahas, it never, ever does that on these plastic tubes. Um, I'm a big fan of plastic, thr- plastic throttle tubes. I know some right. of you guys that race want to put aluminum on. That creates more friction for me, so... Um, I like that the clutch lever pull is nice and easy. It shifts nice. I don't yep. have any missed shifts. Yep. There's no false neutrals. I have a throttle pull that's easy. Right. Um, I don't notice the seat foam like I do on the F. I know I, I hit the seat base a lot or the gas tank I was on say, the Then F. again, you're also not seat bouncing at a track, too. Yeah, I'm standing up a lot more right. on a WR. But, yeah, it's just a better overall WR, man. It almost makes the feel... Just the ergonomics of it alone makes the 18 feel like a dinosaur. Yeah, it does. So, um, yeah, fun day today. Good yep. to trail ride with you. Yep, good to trail. Excellent to trail. I've ride with done you. my quota. You're you're, pa- you're past your quota till till uh, 20 till 2020. But since NHHA is an advertiser on this show, it's we been t- are it's been going, talked about. We are going to go race a hare and hound this year. I'm back. Easy. I am back, dude. Oh my God. You're back. and we'll I talk- haven't been back since I was 18, but I am back. We're going to have to do a whole other pod about this because we have bike arguments. This is a whole other deal. Aaron Hound's on. fun racing. That's fun. Yeah, it's absolutely That's what it's you fun. did for years. I did it for years. And Would you race a WR at a Heron Hound? Yeah, I would. I'd okay. race a WR. I mean, that's what we'll do. We'll tell Orwich that you're going to race a WR. Okay, what are you racing? I'll race something equal. Okay. And we'll race a hare and hound together. I'll race Ricky Brabeck's yeah, factory. If that's totally, <laughs> totally equal. A kit, JCR engine. Yamaha doesn't have a factory rider West Coast. Oh, oh, oh my God. Stop it. You're not riding that bike. All right. Oh, let's talk about fuel mileage. I didn't. Did you I have, did. You had a light come on? That's kind of tester you are, I guess. Oh. I know. I didn't have on. a light come on. I mm-hmm. wasn't riding that bike at that time. You, you rode the same bike I did. Oh, my God. Here we go. I didn't have the light turn on on me. It turned on me. Okay. We got about 30 miles. The light turned on, which isn't good. You just gave me a frown. Yeah, I just gave Go you ahead, a frown. Go ahead, say it. That's not good. It doesn't matter. You want to know why? Why? We're hill climbing like a son of a bitch That's today. That's true. And when the light goes on from riding the FX, it's still got a little ways to go. I, I, okay, don't quote me on this, guys. I would say you at least got 20 miles in. Yeah, I would say 15 to 20 right. once the light comes the on. The light comes on. Right. So Ulrich didn't tell us. You know, but the light came on, and I said, "Here, this is what we have on the odometer." And he's like, "Yeah, don't stress. We'll we'll be home. We'll we'll make it right, back. No right. problem." So, yeah, yeah. I would expect to have at least forty-two to forty-five miles in that tank on normal riding conditions. Right. Literally, the if you guys knew what we were climbing today, just hold half, it wide open. I mean, it was like a half mile to three-quarter mile hill. That sand. You just hold it wide open. You could just put like a cruise control on. We're it. We're burning hold- drags, going right. drag racing uphill. Right. All, I felt know. like we were in Glamis. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we just need a whip, <laughs> need an a whip. LBZ pants, and we've been in, and a bandana and a Metallica t-shirt. Could have just gone in your closet and got that stuff, but anyway. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you, you, but I, am I right? But anyway, the fuel mileage, that's what we got today. So we got 30 miles in, and the fuel light came on, but again, I just want to let you guys know that because we're pretty transparent over here. So otherwise, that, that was our first impression today. We really want to ride this more. We're going to wait a couple weeks before we get the, the machine back. 
They Yamaha it. has a bunch of other introductions to do. Yep. So we want to like go on some longer trail rides, put some time on this thing, see what even you know even more. If we find any more negatives, we'll tell you guys about it. Almost like doing like a living with with this this thing would be fun, and maybe we'll get yeah. Mike to race this thing in a National Hair and Hound. Yeah. Against you on a stock Honda 450X. Yeah. Or a 125. Okay, I'm in. Who would win on a 125? You're on a, you're on that. I'm a 125. If I say I have you covered, I'm losing. Why? Why it's would you just, say Because I know you, and I know if I spite you like <laughs> I'm that. I'm a if, professional practice rider, you Yeah, said. if I just tell you that, you'll be like, well, okay, well, now I'm going to win. <laughs> no. Anyway. Um, that's our opinion on the bike today. The bike was really good. Yeah. You can go check them out. Yamahamotorsports.com. Check all the, you know, the whole line of Yamaha stuff. Yep. YZ450F, WR. Yep. Anything else? TTR? No. TTRs. You want to ride TTRs? Yeah, and seriously, you guys are interested in getting a new bike. Um, I know some of you guys are. You can hit me up, Chris, at keyforinktesting.com. I will get you in touch with someone from Power Motorsports and hopefully get you that great deal that they're providing for Keyforink testing listeners. So thank you guys for joining us. Please support the advertisers that support this show we thank you guys for doing that. I get a plenty of emails that say, hey, I bought this off the code. Listen to the commercials. If you guys forward it through them, go back, get the discount code. Yep. There's 6D codes. There's Skosh codes, Heron Hound codes, Pivot Works codes. All these guys have a code. If go you back. see Michael Allen at the track or on the trail with the Coors Light, Talk to him. Come by. Say hi. Uh, email me if you have any questions about this bike, michael at keyforinktesting.com. I will be writing my um, first impression of this bike probably today or tomorrow, and that should be up on the site within the next few days. And if you see a, a, a great-looking man on this machine. It's not me. That's Michael, and I took those photos. Oh, yeah. You make me look good. I yeah. killed the photo yeah, game today. I just want to let everybody know that. Yep. Multi, multi-talented yep. over here. I can't, I can't off-road as good as Michael, but easy. Yeah, yeah, easy. I can take photos. <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us. Check us next week. We're going to talk about the Honda Sierra 450R Stage 1 modifications. I know you guys are stoked about that, so stay tuned. See you next week.